Hey friends, welcome to True Crime Storytime. I'm your host, Ivana Estelle. Today's episode, I'm doing things a bit differently. I have had guests on the show before, but usually it's a little bit more structured. I'm not a fan of a bunch of ums and uhs and people getting off topic when covering cases, mainly because I myself could easily get distracted. So when I listen to something, I needed to stay the beaded path. But I'm a sucker for good chemistry on podcasts. I love feeling like I'm listening to friends. I also am obsessed with discussing the psychology behind pop culture. It's like my fascination with true crime, except no one has to perish in the end. So this week, I thought it would be interesting to talk about a true crime case that people don't realize is true crime because it is so filtered in pop culture. This is a story of a production company that was hellbent on ruining girls' lives and humiliating them, all for a low-budget TV show to play fuzzily in the background at like three in the morning on television. This is the story of the man behind this and his sinister schemes that affected so many people Yet, in the eyes of Hollywood, he's untouchable. This is the case of Joe Francis and Girls Gone Wild. This week, I have my best friend Camille joining me. You all remember her from last season, and we are going to be a little more conversational in this. I'm going to fill her in on a lot of information, just like I'm going to fill you guys in. And we're going to talk as honest and unfiltered as possible without getting me a cease and desist order. So, Camille, are you ready? I'm ready. Camille, what do you know about Girls Gone Wild? I don't know a lot. I think it was on, like, HBO. I feel like... Girls would always try to get people to watch it on, like, sleepovers and stuff. And you were, like, younger. It came, like, it's on, like, way, way late. Yeah. But that's all I know. Yeah. And it's, like, it's, like, pseudo porn, maybe. It's not, like, legit porn, but it might be, like, close to it. Yeah, yes and no. Um... Actually, first of all, that was like a fever dream reminder of like. Uh oh, she was one of the girls. Whatever, that were like I was not forcing other people cutting, to watch it. You are so embarrassing. Sorry. Now we're cutting this. Okay, leave so, it in. <laughs> so basically, it was this insane empire where you basically have like young women who show themselves naked, and they were essentially doing it for free because these girls were wasted. Like I definitely they, thought they were getting paid at least something. No, it was like not even a pizza. Um, it started out like as like this. Essentially, like, this highlight of, like, the beautiful freedom that was the late 90s to early 2000s. And Girls Gone Wild was supposed to be an intense extension of that. But ultimately, it ended up highlighting the danger and ability to take advantage of women. But not before making Joe Francis millions and millions of dollars. Like, you're going to be shocked how much money this this man makes. Wow. Or made. Okay. So, I want to talk about Joe for a minute. Okay. Uh, I want to give you a little bit of background. Yeah, set the scene, because I don't know anything about him. I don't know what he looks like. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Perfect. Because I just, uh, how do I describe a monster? He oh, is gosh. an American entrepreneur and film producer, and he is obviously the founder and creator of Girls Gone Wild. He was born on April 1st, 1973, so he's like 50 years old now. His features? Okay, I feel but like But he was like pretty young back then, then. Like in the 90s, he'd be in like his 30-something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. What, is that the right? Let me I don't do know. that math. This is your podcast. Oh. I feel like his features and his face are pretty distinct. He's one of those people who I feel like 
you've seen him before and okay how do i describe this he seems like he has the same face over and over and over like as years go by but like it it ages in like a distorted way creeper vibe. yeah like and like Show me plastic a surgery I okay let me see if i can get a picture up Okay. <laughs> I'm going to close my eyes and tell you something. Okay, this is him. Oh, yeah. He's like a typical, like, early 2000s douchebag. Like, spiked hair. And this is him, like, tanned. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, more recently. But, like, he just continued to get, like, obviously. Well, you know what? I'm going to say allegedly because I don't think he ever confirmed, like, work done. But, Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, he actually got his start in the 90s as a production assistant. He was working on this program called Real TV. And basically, it's like if you wanted to see really extreme clips, like a building blowing up or like someone getting robbed, like you would watch Real TV. It's like ridiculousness, but like unhinged. Literally, like no annoying hosts, like just... Like clip after clip after clip, oh, but like kind of like ridiculousness meets Reddit. Like I feel like that's no, what it literally, is. It's like, literally, whoa, so why like, is this allowed to be on TV? But and, also, and, and literally, so and Joe took it to the extreme because basically anything that was too much for television, he decided or like wasn't suitable for like the general audience. It ended up inspiring him to release it as a direct to video film. So, like, he ended up, like, taking, like, any of these scenes that wouldn't even be suitable for real TV, he started selling them in, like, a film or, like, DVDs, like, so... Like, VHS. Clip, mm-hmm. Yeah. VHS to DVD, because it was, like, 90s about to get into 2000. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, Dang. Um, Smart, I guess. Kind and, of. yeah. And so, it was called Banned from Television in 1998, and oh. you can only imagine what was on there, like, yeah. the most extreme of the... And, like, I just feel like the ni- late 90s, it was just... Yeah, that's actually crazy. No, it, you can only so it was like anything horrific. You can just call an infomercial and order it, and it'll be mailed to your house. Like, oh, so you get to say like, I want this type of content. Well, it's not just, just like a DVD of like a bunch of clips or something. Oh no, no, it still would be. It would okay. still be that, but it was like you just know that it's not gonna. It like it's too much for real TV. Right. So it's like. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's just yeah, also that's like, be like, who was ordering this? Right. A lot of people, though, because it made him a lot of money. Um, and I'm actually going to get into that a little bit more later on. Okay. But his come up, he was born in Atlanta. Uh, his parents are named Raymond and Maria, and they were originally from Austria, so he's first generation. Okay. He apparently moved to New Beach, California around the age of seven, and he attended Our Lady Queen of Angels Catholic Elementary School. And then he ended up going to, like, a bunch of different boarding schools, until he graduated. Um, but at one point, he actually attended Laguna Beach High School. Mm. Also, when I think about Laguna Beach High School, I think of, like, Lauren Conrad. And Obviously, like yeah. Is that the school they went to, or did they just grow up there? I don't know. I didn't even also, know. so he has to be rich. I think, yeah. His Well, his parents were... And boarding school. His parents were really hard workers. So he ended up attending the University of Southern California, and he got his business administration degree, and he wanted to be an entrepreneur. He actually took a bunch of courses in film and television and graduated in 95 with a bachelor's degree through the entrepreneurial program that uh, USC had. He also has three sisters, and he was kind of known to be a tyrant within his family. Um, like, actually going into adulthood, it, it was discovered that he had become estranged from his parents and siblings, which I'm also going to get back to later on. But he came from humble beginnings. 
His dad ran a snack food business, and his first job actually was at, like, a small ice cream store. And according to Joe, he had just, like, this, I don't know. Basically, his version of it was that he wasn't attractive in school, and women didn't like him. Kind of getting to, like, incel vibes. Okay. Um, And then he just kind of felt emasculated in a house full of women. And then his parents just start sending him to boarding school after boarding school. And now, of course, they don't even speak. Like, the, he just he doesn't talk to anyone in his family. Classic villain origin story. No, uh, literally. And so he ended up, like, growing up, he was known to be angry and mean and vindictive. And it was kind of like he wore this mask at first. And then when the mask would come off, like, you had, well, you had a monster. And he went to a troubled teen school called Rocky Mountain Academy. That was one of the boarding schools that he attended. It basically was like a jail meets a cult. And many people from the school ended up either committing suicide or participating in drug abuse. Oh, my gosh. And eventually it shut down. And I think that's what led him. I think that's what led him to Laguna Beach High. Like, I think that was the last, like, boarding school that he went to before, like, coming home and going to Laguna Beach High. Got it. And he actually worked at a computer store while he was at Laguna Beach High. And that's kind of when he realized he wanted to do, like, this entrepreneur and sales thing. Like, he could really sell, like, videos. So, you guess he started with ice cream and then he made his way to videos. I don't know. <laughs> this sounds like this would be the point where it becomes like inspirational and you're pulling your, yourself up by your bootstraps mm-hmm. vibes, but that's just not what happens at all. It never is. No. Okay, so what do you remember about the early 2000s? Glitter, glam. You're actually wearing glitter right now. Yes. Always have to have the glitter, low rise jeans, heroin chic, like just an iconic era of pop culture. Yeah. Okay, so do you remember? A show called Wild On. Wild On. No, I don't remember that one. Okay, so basically it was all about, quote, hot girls traveling. And they would travel around the world and, like, just see, like, different, like, girls partying. And it caught the attention of a lot of young people. What channel was this on? It was not on MTV. Okay. So I don't, like, it. I actually don't know. So Side note, too. um, Did you watch Eliminate? Yes. <laughs> that I don't know. Like, I just reminded me of that. That was like one that I was like, okay, I should probably be in bed, but my parents are being chill. <laughs> and like upstairs, don't or know like, that I'm watching this shit. That or like next. Yes. Next. Right. Room Raiders, which is so invasive. Right. Oh my gosh. Hell. Hell. Right. Could you imagine? I don't want anyone reading my room. And they always went to like the panty drawer. Like there's like the, right. the I should have be covering a lot of other true crime cases because what was that MTV? Right. Just a fever dream. Yeah. Seriously. And so Wild On was like it was similar to MTV Spring Break for those who remember you definitely oh, remember Spring Break. Yes. I remember being like really young and watching Spring Break and being like, I'm gonna go my childhood. Sure, I'm gonna be there. <laughs> I never I never made it. So No. Also, I think we were too young. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I was probably in, like, fourth grade. <laughs> and I would, like, flip my uh, shirt up into the to- into the neck to be a little belly shirt. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, of course. Little baby whore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and so this is the thing, right? This is where it gets worse. So we're watching this innocently. But basically, Wild On kind of made it seem like this is, like, everyone was doing this. It was fun. Like, that was kind of the vibe. But really and truly, this is actually how Girls Gone Wild was able to kind of insert themselves mm. into the platform. So they were like a trashier playboy, and it was just girls flashing their breasts. And Joe 
Francis came off as this lovable bad boy and he would have the Girls Gone Wild commercials within like the Wild On show and because the show names were so similar and it was like kind of a similar vibe of like really young attractive right. women so people would think it was like it. a spin-off yeah almost. and so he became like you know he had a reputation for just being like this party boy type of vibe he would travel in a huge bus from city to city to film girls at parties he'd get girls to show their private parts and then they received a t-shirt in exchange wow yeah or like a hat Oh my god! I know. And so during like the height of like the Joe Francis era, he dated Tara Reid, Kourtney Kardashian. He was linked to Paris Hilton. He was good friends with celebrities like Matthew Perry, that guy from Friends. Yeah. I feel, you know what, actually, I feel like, I feel like my fan base already knew that. I feel like I didn't have to. <laughs> I think everyone knew that. Friends is like the biggest TV show ever. <laughs> Lance Bass, um, Heidi Montag's sister. Wait, was he was assistant. dating Lance Bass? No, they were just friends. Oh, right. Girl, you might that season we need to come early. Edit. Yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> edit, he was just edit, friend, edit, and he edit, was friends edit, with just Lance, with Lance and Matthew, and Heidi Montag's sister was his assistant. Oh, that's crazy. I know, I know. I love the Venn diagram of pop culture. It's just one right. big circle, and yeah. I love that shit. It, it's seriously, it's so fascinating, and it actually kind of makes you think. Like when we'll get into it later, but the fact that there are so many like. Like, the fact that, like, the Kardashians get so much heat. Like, this, researching this alone is, like, yeah, no. Some of it they definitely deserve because... What do you mean? Like, they they were probably one of the biggest, I guess, celebrities to be, like, in support of Joe Francis. And then, like, the more that we learn about this entire thing, it's, like, how how could, how could you all, like, support him? He was really horrible. And it wasn't like he was getting in trouble secretly. Like, a lot of his, like... Crime was pretty public. I know nothing about the I know, crime. I, I, know, I, gotta, I, know. I gotta listen. So, okay. So, remember I said he was a PA at Real TV, which, yes. which to me, actually, it kind of makes me think of, like, a very, like, one niche, violent, like, borderline incel TikTok type of vibe, because it's just, like, a bunch of, like, different, like, the live shows. clips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. This was, like, yeah, the For You page for exactly. crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Guys. So... Basically, as Joe would go through these clips and as he was deciding to sell like that, his more extreme DVDs, version, yeah. he ended up seeing a clip of college girls flashing their breasts. And Joe, so could people just enter, like they could just send in their clips. Like if I had a crazy party or like I my dog so. was like walking like, on its hind legs, ha ha ha, like I could just send it in. I'm sure, like, I'm America's sure. I didn't know the ins and outs because I okay. know what, like he would receive the clips or of course like the right. team and then the ones that were too intense, he would like buy off of real TV and turn them okay. into videos for himself. He probably didn't have to buy them, I bet. They probably well, were just I, like chucking them in the trash and be like, we can't use this. Well, actually, no, he would. He'd have to, because real TV officially has the rights to him. Oh. So he actually would. And so basically he sees this clip of these girls showing their breasts at like a spring break, mm-hmm. a random one. And he decided like, oh my gosh, instead of buying the rights to these type of videos, I should just start filming them myself. Wow. Yeah. And that was his eureka moment. That's kind of crazy. Yep. And so he would start like finding girls and doing the whole t-shirt thing. And and he would do it in front of crowds and people would be chanting quote. And this is just a quote, everybody. I would never say this. Show your tits, like show your tits over and over again. Oh God. I know. Oh God. It's got the heebies. So. And where did he go? He just went all over the country, Mm -hmm. like to colleges and everywhere, everywhere, like colleges, clubs, bars, like everywhere, everywhere. So 
I mean, times were different. You had The Simple Life, The Anna Nicole Show, filming Spring Break. I feel like you almost had more like, you have more sex positivity now, but eh, reality TV is more conservative now. Like if you really want like R-rated media, you have to pay for it like nowadays. But there was more quote sexual freedom back then. What do you mean? So I feel like now we're we're way more supportive in like sex work. We're way more supportive yeah, in like definitely. healthy sexual conversation or yep. sex based conversations. But back then it was like you could make more like inappropriate jokes or do more like inappropriate oh, things. Like the yeah. Sea Girls gone wild like on a regular commercial. But wasn't what channel was it on? Wasn't it on like HBO or something? Like you had to pay extra for that. Like but it's not like, like it was on ABC. But I also feel like we saw, I feel like it was also like sometimes those commercials would be like late at night, like at any, maybe not like on a family channel, but I feel like it was. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe. I feel like I wasn't, I, I feel like I definitely maybe saw it, was it like on a, not like not on HBO. Right. Maybe it was like on a late night, like. Yeah. But that's so crazy. Like TV used to just go weird after a certain hour. Oh no, for sure. For sure. And that's why I feel like there was like this weird sexual freedom type of thing back then. But that freedom, that freedom doesn't mean it was like good like it wasn't doesn't mean that it was okay it was like right. i just feel like people were more i mean even the way people would speak to each other i feel like on on tv like on just different shows it was like yeah more it's not accepted. even like freedom it's just like an unhinged yeah nature for sure within two years girls gone wild was grossing two million dollars bars would pay girls gone wild to come wow. and then in 2001 so that means then they would like post it, promote it. I'm not post it, obviously, because there's no social media. But they would, like, promote that until girls yeah. would come, knowingly get trashed, and then yeah. take their clothes off. Or not even that. I feel like it was, like... Or guys would come, too. Guys to, like, would come, and girls would come, because, like, you want to party with Joe Francis, and, like, and by the time he's slowly starting to build, like, a celebrity, you know, right. entourage type yeah. of thing. You, I feel like girls would come, they didn't necessarily know that they were going to show, they might just come to just be in a, a section like you, you see a celebrity. you might not, like, if you know you're going, you kind of are like, okay, I might be open to doing this. And then once you have enough, maybe you're like. And I also feel like, if you are, I feel like it's also like a, I have, this is a choice. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, I have a right. choice if I want to do this. Or like, if I decide, hey, like, actually, no. I think that like, the, there was an understanding of the, that that was okay too. And they right. wouldn't put it in. But that isn't what, what went on. Like, it ended up oh. being way more sinister. So yeah, it definitely like. I can't speak for the majority of all the right. women that are participated, but I feel, but we're going to talk about a lot of girls who did not give their consent. Wow. Um, and that was the point, right? Like, that's why he picked, like, your most wasted girl. Because even right. then, you, you know, if you're that wasted, it's like, well, what am I, you know, can I really make a Well, right. That's what point? I was going to say, because now, like, our understanding in 2022, 2023, whenever this comes out, is, like, different than what it was 20, 30 years exactly. ago. Exactly. Like, and... It just seems like a party. Like, they promoted it as a party. So it's like, okay, maybe I'm not going to do anything, but I know the party's going to be amazing because it's girls going to wild. Right, here. Like, exactly. you think it's, like, going to be, like, a, you know, a, a more celebration, not, like, a predatory, t- terrifying thing that it actually was. Right. And so, basically, it would cost about $2 to create a DVD, and then they'd sell these Girls Gone Wild DVDs for $30. Wow, that's a lot of money, like... I know, and they spent close to $20 million on marketing and commercials, and they were generating so much money at one point that it just, it didn't even matter. Wow. 
I mean, $20 million in, like, ad buys is kind of insane. It, because, and also, this is, like, before the time of social media. So it was, like, commercials were, like, the way to go. Okay. So it was And also, like, it's, like, $20 million from, like, 11 p.m. to, like, 3 a.m. was, like, their yeah, money spot. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, okay. Which is, like, the cheapest time, honestly, to probably advertise. I know. Back in the day. And, and they just pumped it out. And it was like, and it was also horrific because they're pumping it out, but also they're just exploiting women. I mean, quite frankly, women exploitation in the early 2000s was just gross. Like, yeah. It was just horrifying. And to make matters worse, by 2004, so we're only four years in, Girls Gone Wild was pulling in over $100 million a year. Wow. And none of these girls were getting paid. Yeah, right. that's okay. insane. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit, and I want to talk about the Kardashian sex tape. I know anyone that's listening right now, I know you want to roll your eyes, but there's a very big reason why I'm bringing this up. No, definitely. So more specifically, her sex tape, obviously with Ray J. This is the tip of the iceberg of Joe's crimes, but it just goes to show that Joe Francis had a big hand in scandal in general, and he used it to his advantage. There were rumors that the Kardashians put Joe Francis up to leaking the tape. It's actually pretty much, pretty well known, like an unsaid, unspoken thing. There were a couple of videos that were filmed and allegedly the Kardashians and Joe worked together to pick the best one and essentially leak it. This is during the time, I know, This is during the time that Scandal Got You Famous, not canceled. Filming and leaking the Kardashian sex tape essentially put Kim on the map. It was also proof that you didn't have to pay these women, right? Because Kim did this. I know that there were contracts that were signed, but I don't know the monetary value or if it was more so based on like a, this production company can leak this and can ensure that it's filmed and like this is like the NDA. But, of course, this is all still alleged unless this goes to trial at any time. Right. But, yeah, and also solidified that Girls Gone Wild was a staple in our pop culture history and that Joe was never going to pay these women because mm-hmm. I did not have to pay Kim Kardashian, so why would I pay you? Is right. Like I, is, okay. So... I want to take it back to 2003 really quickly. Joe had a God complex and he became more sinister. There's footage of him now, instead of like it being a fun, like flash your breasts, he starts begging girls to show their breasts, like pressuring them. Like one of those like pestering, like, come on, do it. Show us, show us. I'll be your best friend. Just do it. Come on. Like over and over and over and over to any girl that was like a little bit taken aback or nervous to show. Would that part be like filmed as well? Yeah. Some of it was filmed. I saw some of the footage. So that would be like part of like the interest in it is like the begging now you wouldn't see that in the commercials right like the commercials look at the same fun persona but if you buy a dvd then yeah you see that footage wow okay yeah there's i'm sure sure some people are like into that yeah i i think so too and there's actually a lot of footage of him i'm not gonna play it on this podcast but you can check out rich and shameless on hbo which is where i got a lot of info for this case but super trigger warning the videos are really hard to watch Mm. like it's just ooh, it just gives you like the absolute creeps ew yeah so let's see he didn't take no 
Oh, great. I want to, so I'm going to talk about a couple different like videos just to describe them so you know okay. the scenario. They were videos of him literally on the phone with a girl's mom or friends, like basically taunting them. And he was like, while he was with their loved one, and he basically was just was just going to be like, yeah, your daughter's going to be on Girls Gone Wild. Like she's about to show her breasts, like blah blah blah, oh like my that. God. Yeah, and he did not take no for an answer. He and his cameraman, he and his cameraman would like normalize and try to make this exciting and I know you're probably wondering like who was working with him because it just wasn't Joe walking around with the camera it was usually your typical cis hetero white males and some had gotten the job by like answering Craigslist ads wow yeah so most were excited to like most of like these cameramen were excited to film these girls they were supposed to come off quote, trusting in order to get the girls to agree. Some would also, in the documentary, one person said he he would dress or come off as if he were gay to get the girls to feel more comfortable around him. I don't even know what that means. Right. That, that's just gross. But it also, I just want to, like, solidify the fact that, like, his entire entourage sucked. Like, you guys are yeah. horrible people. Right. Right? Okay. They would ask the girls to flash in public, mm-hmm. and then they'd also push them um, to go onto the bus or go into the go into like the nearby hotel room that okay. like, they're around. So, some cameramen would even get fired if they weren't aggressive enough with these women. So, like basically in general, like the workplace was horrendous because you were under a lot of pressure by Joe to either like get these takes mm-hmm. or you weren't under any pressure because you were enjoying this and you're like the worst perpetuating ever. the situation exactly Joe was known to be very manic and he would speak to his staff terribly of course Joe basically would also trick customers into enrolling into like a continuity account. So basically, it's like a subscription, but you don't know it. Like when you get the first DVD, you think that's it. Oh. Fun fact, it happened to Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. So like they kept getting videos. I guess like Jennifer bought Brad one as like for a, a birthday joke. gift. Oh. Joke, whatever. And they kept getting videos. How do you, like, how do they know that? Like they came out? They came forward? Yeah, they, yeah, they came forward and said it. Because basically, he would... It, they realized, oh my god, we have to cancel. We have to like cancel the subscription. And, right. Joe, and it's not like you just go online and like cancel it. You probably have to like fill out some form and mail it. Exactly. And, like, exactly. like, oh, we never received it. And and so that's what would happen. Like Joe would actually cancel people's canceled subscriptions and recharge them. Oh my god. Yeah. That definitely is illegal. Yeah. And so the only way you could stop receiving the DVDs was by canceling your card. Wow. It was so, yeah, it was never a one time buy. Imagine hiding that from your spouse. Oh, gosh. So many divorces happened. Oh, seriously. I was going to say jail, prison, but no one goes to prison here, which absolutely sucks. Spoiler. I know. Girl, well, they do, but they don't. Girls (laughs) Gone Wild. Um, like the actual DVDs and the website, again, wasn't like them on the commercials. It was actually like hardcore lesbian porn is like what it, oh, what it turned okay. into. But the thing is, it wasn't actually porn per se because it wasn't paid actresses. It was like these girls that were wasted on the beach. Right. They were taken back to the hotels and buses and that's like what would be on the DVD and on the site. And they were manipulated into having sex with each other. Mm. And it was like filmed. Gross. Yeah. So, legally, how are they getting away with it? The patriarchy. (laughs) Producers would literally have girls on camera show their IDs and give consent verbally. 
and then sign a bunch of documents of like commercial releases wow that that, like they were okay with this which obviously like you're under duress like you're wasted and you're terrified i would think i would be intimidated like two big guys are like well what do you like come on sign like and i'm drunk and, um, or you don't even know what you're signing. Exactly. Like, it you're, went, if you're in a hotel room or something, like, yeah, that's all so sus. Yeah, and I think it's also, that's, like, a good point, like, that you bring up. Because I feel like it's, like, you think this is one thing. You've seen the, the, the commercials. So you're like, okay, Flash. Oh, let's go back to the bus so I can have a little bit more whatever. And then you get there and it's, like, a bunch of cameras in your face. You need to do this, 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 that. Right, sign this. And you're just completely, like, inebriated. Yeah. And then you end up doing, and then you end up doing whatever you end up doing in there, whether you're under pressure, whether you're wasted, or maybe you do like consent to it. Who knows? That's your decision. Right. But it's not necessarily okay for, it's not actually okay at all for them to then, to, for them to then to film you. And then you don't have any say on whether they can, they're going to use that footage or not. Right. That's like horrible. And so these documents basically allowed these videos to live in infamy. I got to a point that attorneys for Girls Gone Wild were paid about $200,000 on a retainer. So, like, just regularly spitting it out. And Girls Gone Wild's actual budget for talent was... Actually, I want you to guess. For talent, it had to be zero dollars. Yeah, yeah, but it was three thousand dollars. Maybe that's all like the t-shirts. I don't know. Oh but my, my yeah, god! My yeah, the like, t-shirts. And imagine how many t-shirts you could make for three thousand dollars. Imagine how many parties like they're going to. Right. So it's like that was probably like three bottles of tequila and like six hundred t-shirts. They're like perfect, three thousand dollars. Exactly. And so these girls were being obviously taken advantage of, and essentially they would film, and then they would wait for the girls. Like most times, what would happen is like girls would. Like, you know, wake up the next day and be like, next, like, I don't really remember what I did or whatever. And then they would try to sue or stand up for themselves. And basically the Girls Gone Wild, like, attorneys would come and just annihilate Shut it them. down. Yeah. Ugh. So, Joe would often have girls with him in the back of the bus. And, like I said before, it would escalate with women from, like, showing their breasts and their private parts. And then eventually Joe would pressure them into being penetrated with different objects. Oh, yeah. He liked if women had boyfriends. He liked the idea of dominating men. So he also thought that women were objects. So like if a boyfriend were to call, for example, or if he knew that a girl had a boyfriend, like he would take it to like the extreme. Um, People like in general thought this was a pop culture image that he was just this fun guy and like they didn't realize just how sinister it was i guess but i mean i don't know i feel like i'm saying that but i don't know maybe people did know i I don't know i mean i think we were very naive then like Mm -hmm. culturally you know yeah we weren't as like air quotes woke as we are now yeah and you only get to see so much of someone a person like that is such a sheltered view of like what we got to see of this person, you know? So it's like, he only got to show us what we wanted to see. And it's like, there was the internet wasn't like it is now. So exactly. Yeah. Like he was probably just like party, party, party. There was only like some people who saw those videos and the people who saw the videos were people who are like putting their credit cards on the line to like, see it. So they were like, this guy's awesome. Like I want his job, you know? But it's like, nobody was looking through it. From a critical lens. And I think so too. I, I do. I agree with that. Because especially because he 
would take things to the extreme to the point that there were some cases where girls had no idea they were being filmed. Like they would be on vacation and maybe like, you know, they're on spring break. They hear some guy says, oh, take your top off or whatever. And so then they do it and they show their breasts and they would find themselves on the cover of like one of these girls gone wild videos. And they had no idea that they had even been being filmed. Like there were cases where they didn't see a camera in sight. They were just having fun on vacation or whatever. That's terrifying. No, yeah. So, for example, there was a young girl named Michelle Padillas, and she was the first person or one of the first few people to actually go public against the Girls Gone Wild franchise and what Joe Francis was doing. Basically, she did not give her consent to be on the cover of the like of one of the DVDs. She like went on the news. She got an attorney. And the video where she was the cover made $90 million. Wow. They refused to take her picture down. And I'm not really sure, like, the intertwining or, like, the legalities of this, but this actually ended in a private settlement outside of court, but it was for nowhere near the $90 million that yeah, they made. of course. And Joe Francis also, this came out during, like, any of his legal cases. He only referred to women as bitches or whores. He Ew. never said women or ladies, like, ever. That's just sick. Yeah. Another case included a bunch of girls being young and drinking, and one was 17. Her name was Tabitha. Basically, she signed up for what was supposed to be like a bikini contest. She flashed her breasts like once and realized that the other girls on stage were becoming a bit more sexual, and she decided not to partake in that portion, so she like left the contest. Mm Mm-hmm. Five years later, she gets a knock on her door from an attorney, and the attorney informs her that she is the cover of the Girls Gone Wild DVD video. How did at, they know she was the cover? At 17. I don't know if that attorney was, like, building up a, a separate case and, like, right. reached out to her. Okay. But it... And I only found that from Tabitha's recollection. Okay. Girls Gone Wild ended up settling with her outside of court, but her videos were still being sold. Wow. Yeah. Like, it didn't stop. She just... Just got got a check. Mm. Yeah. Sick. There was another case of a girl named Tina being completely wasted, and she was filmed without her consent. And in the video, you can tell, like, you the video is so sad. Basically, she's like, I mean, she's completely gone. Like, she's out of it. And she's flashing her breast, but she's just so drunk. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just... And basically, years later... Her boyfriend discovers the video with some buddies. She had no idea she was in it. And, like, she's horrified. She said he, like, woke up in the middle of the night and was like, what the hell is this? Oh, no. And she was like, I didn't even know I was being filmed. This was from years ago. I was just completely... I mean, she, like, her eyes are glazed over Cam. Like, she just looks like... Oh, no. No, it was horrible. And she got a settlement for $10,000. Wow. Like, that's it. There are probably so many women, other women that like were in the same situation or they're in a, a Girls Gone Wild DVD. And have no clue. And have no idea. That's horrifying. In 2003, in Panama City, Florida, Joe is like on top of the world. And he was going to come out with a documentary at one point and it was going to be like full of celebrities. I'm talking like Mark Wahlberg, the Kardashians, Elon Musk, but I think that this ends up being more so. (laughs) This ends up being more so in the future, but it's just like kind of crazy that like this that they were going to be in a documentary that was tied to something like this, right? And any but any but it went to show that any celebrity that you could think of in the early two thousands. 
actually, in the early 2000s, like, I mean, up to, like, 2019, he was attached to. I'm sure. The city of Panama, like, Panama City was actually against Girls Gone Wild coming. And Joe was trying to say that he was producing art and a documentary series with his Girls Gone Wild videos. But the city was not having it. And Joe said it wasn't illegal and he was going to push forward anyway. In Panama City, GGW Films, Girls Gone Wild Films, (laughs) ended up having two underage girls filming them in the shower. They signed a waiver, but they were under 18. And this was when it kind of seemed that, like, things were finally starting to, to get to catch up to him. Which also just like, oh my gosh, you're under 18. So they had to be maybe 16 or 17, like, being... And the other girl you said was 17 mm-hmm. at the time. I guess the difference is, like, these two girls are in a shower together. So it's like... But, they, I mean, that's so intimate. Yeah. And they're little girls. And to me, I'm like, at least... Not, there's no at least at all, but Tabitha was, like, out in a crowd, kind of. It was, like, these two little girls... cameraman and like joe yeah that's so strange yeah and like so they weren't checking ids or they just because you said they had to film their ids so did they check or they just didn't care so we we're gonna get to that actually because police end up confiscating all of joe francis's assets at this point he had a jet a bus and a ferrari they also took all the footage that he had and he was accused and charged with intentionally putting minors in a film and he also was charged with prostitution because he forced, and I don't know if this is the two same underage girls or two other underage mm-hmm. girls, but he forced them to bait him or to, yeah. Wow. That's just so sick. Joe ended up being arrested for one day, basically, and was able to bail himself out with his attorneys. And he doesn't lay low at this point. He takes his, not talents, but his campaign, I guess, to Chicago in Chicago, we meet a girl named Janelle. She was out at night. She was at this club called Energy. That kind of made me think, of what's that club in D.C.? Love, Ibiza, Lux. It doesn't start with, there's one that starts with an E. Echo Stage. Echo Stage. Yeah. I went to my first rave there. Or no, that was at Fur. I went. <laughs> so crazy. He was in Scrapes. Actually, no, I, went to, I think I went to Echo Stage for my first little rave I went to in D.C. I went to some party. Yeah. Club names in like the early 2000s just is like. Yeah, Club Love. Like Aqua. Like that was a club in DC yeah. too. I mean. Park, obviously. Yeah, like, Pure still allowed. Pure, allowed, yes. Allowed, it's allowed, like allowed. just what is one word that like. That's like. It's like ambiguous, like, but kind of sexy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then it just not because it's just it's like this like this gutter place with like a lot of LED lights. Correct. Like, no. And a lot of creepy old men. Literally. Buying young girls' drinks. Oh, God. And that's why this piece of shit like thrived. Correct. So, Janelle was 18 when she met Joe Francis. She was at the club, and Joe saw her and started ordering her a bunch of drinks. I mean, like, feeding her drinks, literally. And, you know, she said, you know how we talked about earlier, about, like, girls that would decide to do this or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, she was so honest. She was like, I was wanted to be around a celebrity. And I know he hung out with celebrities, so, like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna right. to go. Everyone thinks they're going to be different or, like, For they're just sure. going to become best friends with him. They're not going to have to do anything. I'm trying to think no. of, like, what celebrity I really like that I would, like, want to see. I, I'm, I feel like I'm, like, too old now, but I can't think of, like, a guy celebrity that I would want to. Like, oh, like, Oh, now? you would be Bad Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Who would I want to see? I don't know. Like, Drake? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I would want to see Drake. But like, I'm not doing anything crazy for. But I feel like if I were like, if I were 
if I went up with him, like, he was like, let's all take a shot. Like, I could, I would be like, yeah, okay, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, a shot sure. is different than, several shots yeah. is different than, like, come back to a hotel with me. But I also kind of understand that, too, because I just feel like. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you're pushing, you're pushing. Yeah. yeah. And, and now I think we have in the moment, understanding. Mm-hmm, of right. Like, that. now in hindsight, like, we're talking about this like this. So we're like, yeah. Right. Yeah. We'd never do that. It's yeah. like, we've all done dumb shit. For and, sure. And, like, taken a lot of shots and gone back with people we should never have gone with, you know. Exactly. For a lot less. It wasn't Drake, baby. It was not Drake. It was, it was not, not Bad Bunny. No. It was dusty crusty musty <laughs> we end this out <laughs> like yeah these these, these girls is broke <laughs> <Seems> stinky <laughs> so janelle completely blacked out and while she's blacked out she signs a consent form and goes onto the bus is that like Legal. So in contract law, you can say like you were under duress. You're under duress, and then there's also basically where like if you're signing something and it kind of feels like you're signing it because you feel inferior to like a superior. Sure. You can like undo a contract that way. Okay. That's how I'm gonna undo my lease. (laughs) (laughs) Silly. But and then also you can like sue for like you know like damages, emotional damages. Right. But uh, you have to really, really be able to prove. Right. And, I mean, I think in this case, absolutely. Definitely. So she goes on this bus, and after she signs it, Joe asks her to go on, I guess, just like a bed on the bus. And she then is instructed to penetrate herself with objects, and she complies. She's under pressure, though. She explains it's just Joe Francis and a cameraman and her. And she's, like, 100 pounds. And he's, like, at this time, he's, like, he's not 100 pounds on her easily. And you've got the cameraman in there. Like, what are you going to do? You're by yourself, too. I don't know where her friends... I don't... I mean, I don't know. She was on camera, and then at one point she says that, like, the cameraman left. I mean, and, like, who knows when that was? Mm -hmm. Obviously, she's, you know, drunk, so she doesn't know. But she said that, basically, once the cameraman left, it was just she and Joe, and he proceeded to rape her. Yeah. And so she felt. I feel like this had to happen like way more than we actually. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. And she was just one of the people to come and become public, public or remember Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Janelle files a police report, and nothing has happened since then. And that was like in the early two thousands. Wow. That's that's so sad. Yeah, it's really sad. She said that it felt like he literally treated her like trash afterwards. And symbolic of like our legal system as it pertains to like sex crimes. I mean, there are so many times he gets out, like scot free, and it's it's horrific yep now we're in 2004 we're back and we are in bel-air california and joe francis finds an intruder in his home this intruder holds him at gunpoint they either make him pretend to have sex with a dildo or he does have to have sex with a dildo and i'm not really sure and is it like an actual intruder or is mm-hmm. it like a stunt? Yep, and he's on camera. Like they put him on, they they film him while he's having sex with this dildo, like saying like girls don't want all the sucks and all this type of stuff. And do was, they have like guns or something? Yeah, they or? had a gun. They had a gun to his head. Wow. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a humiliation tactic. The intruder ended up being Darnell Riley. I said on my notes I said intruder and hero, but he he was in the celebrity circle. 
and basically he was doing it because he was defending another woman not any of the women that i've mentioned so far just someone separate he ended up doing 10 years in jail for this wow which i mean wow yeah but also like I'm sorry, what the hell? I named, like, three or four different girls who have, like, stories against Joe Francis. Right. He gets no time, and then this guy, not to justify what he did, but this guy gets 10 years, like, easily. Do we know what he was trying to steal? I don't think he was trying to steal anything. I think he was trying to, like, just humiliate Joe Francis. Like, okay, I'm going to make you feel feel as bad as you've made these. Oh. Because he was defending a certain, some girl. Like, someone specifically. And then just, like, fuck this thing that you're doing in general. So, they do say that he did steal, though. I did see that, but I don't know what he took as well. Or that wasn't, like, the main intention. That was not his main intention, because he was was in the house waiting for Joe to come home. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. Mm -hmm. But this doesn't slow Joe down. By 2007, he's back in Panama City and focused on beating those charges against him regarding the two underage girls that were in the shower. And... Joe also has a civil case at this time, and he begins to settle with the the like the civil case. I think it's separate from the shower, the two girls in the shower. But during this civil suit, the reason why this is important is because he's so arrogant and sick and horrible. And on camera, like you see it, he literally tells the attorneys to suck his dick, and it lands him in contempt of court, and he goes to jail for a month. So we've got two pending lawsuits, and he's also in jail for contempt of court. And during this time, he literally does an E! News jailhouse interview where he's, like, crying. Gosh. I know. And I can only describe it as, like, the devil's tears. tears. Literally, it's like watching, like, Satan cry. Followed by this, he's hit by the IRS for tax evasion. Classic. They always gonna get you, boo. He created about $20 million in fraudulent proof of expenses. I don't really understand tax evasion, so I hope I don't fall victim to it. I feel like that's just like saying... I'm also not a criminal, so... Right. I mean, I assume that's like, oh... You know how you get your, like... You can, like, tax deduct your mileage or whatever? So maybe he was like, I drove this many miles, and it's like, you only drove 10 miles or like saying that like he bought a company car but it's like it's really just like a personal car like those Mm. types of things i'm assuming it's like those types of expenses to be able to write it off and get 20 yeah i i mean i assume i don't know but that's what it sounds like okay well basically he committed fraud evaded his taxes and after doing a month long stint in prison for contempt of court he began fighting for his life in court again He ultimately goes to Rio, Nevada and does 11 months in prison for tax evasion. And isn't it so crazy? Like you can be like a whole sexual predator and not have to go to jail, but like you don't have, you don't pay your taxes and it's like, oh, you're going to jail for a year. We're so in sync. I literally was going to say that. I was like, he's a rapist, an abuser, and a liar. You didn't pay those taxes? Clink. Crazy. It's crazy. Welcome to America. (sighs) Maybe he is a land of the free, because I don't make no damn sense. (laughs) While he's in prison, there's this iconic, I guess this is the only way I can describe it, scene of the Kardashians, where he calls Kris Jenner, like, while he's in prison. What year is this? Uh, We have to find find that episode, because by this time... We'll link the episode in the show notes. This is 2007 now. Actually, we've jumped a few years, so... I was in high school. He calls Kris, and, like... Chris is like, oh my gosh, Joe, where are you? He's like, I'm in prison. She's like, we're where? 
<laughs> and this is on the show? Yeah. Yeah, we have to find that out. And then there's another scene where, like, the paparazzi stops Kim Kardashian. She's walking around with a fucking Free Joe t-shirt. And it's like, okay, Miss Social Justice, like, all right. right. She's like, I think he's a good guy, and I just, um, and that's why I'm wearing this shirt. Uh, but then I also wonder, like, remember how it came out that, like, Paris Hilton was, like, my, the way I used to act was all a facade, like, mm-hmm. it was, and I'm actually, like, a genius and, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, is that Kim or was she? Because by that time, like, Mama, you're, like, 32. Yeah, it's definitely Kim, but it's definitely of, like, she probably never watched those videos. She doesn't understand the severity of it, you know. She's just, like, this is her friend who she, like, has hung out with countless times and doesn't understand what he's actually doing. I, I mean... A part of me feels Ignorance that way. is bliss. But then I'm like, you've got three sexual assault, public sexual assault related charges. Like three different scenarios. Yeah, but I just wonder if that's like part of like the territory of being like a celebrity. And I use that like in quotes of like, uh, you know, like celebrities get hit with random stuff all the time. And they're like, whatever, whatever. You know, like celebrities have lawsuits all the time. Yeah. Not saying they're not legit, but they're just probably like, oh, that's par for the course when you are like famous. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. That just, man, and like, she also clearly owes her career to this man a little bit too so it's a little bit of that as well that's a really good perspective i didn't even think about that i completely for, for yeah that, like how like all that starts to come out because she's like newly newly famous i think i feel like the show is young at this point yeah when all this is happening and so in march of 2008 joe francis returns to panama city where he's facing the charges of child abuse and prostitution and this is after he's done his tax evasion time and he's also dealing with the contempt of court stint still. Those charges were dropped and settled outside of court, though. He pleaded no contest to all charges, and he was sentenced to 390 days, which was covered in Reno for his, like, tax evasion courses. Right. So basically, he's set free from, like, the child abuse, prostitution, contempt of court, all of that. It's just canceled out. He doesn't take any responsibility, and he walks out of court with a smile on his face. Literally, like, there's clips of him, like, you can go on now, and he'll be like, I think that, like, the jury, or, like, I think these people that are trying to give me a hard time, they're losers, and they're jealous of me. Like, that's, like, how he talks. It's giving Trump. Oh, for sure. Oh, they're for sure friends. So, now, during this time, he was still... Again, I feel like the documentary timeline is interesting. I couldn't really grasp it. Like, was he doing, like, two documentaries? Because I know that he was asked to interview for the Rich and Shameless documentary. So I'm not really sure if, like, he was going to do, like, a separate one and interview for this one until he realized what this one is for. Because, like, Rich and Shameless in general is about, like, celebrities who do horrible things. So I don't know oh. if he, like, just didn't know what this what this was. Right. Which what. happens a lot, I think, in documentaries. They're like, we're going to talk about this. And oh, it's like, sure. oh, wait, you're going to be villainized. That, did that happen? Okay, so I went to go get, like, a COVID test, like, two years ago or something like that. Like, maybe, like, a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. And this guy was walking around with, like, a, like a, like a whatever, like, an interviewing for, like, a, I guess it's, like, BBC type of vibes because mm-hmm. he had an accent. He's like, do you want to interview to talk about, like, just, like, the COVID stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I was like... Everyone around me was saying no, but for me, I was like, yeah, sure. He was like, all right, well, okay, I can't do an accent. <laughs> but he Don't basically was like, <laughs> he basically was like, oh, how do you feel about, like, the, the current poll rating of, like, tr- Trump this week and blah, blah, blah. He asked me all these political questions, and I you was like. You are not qualified <laughs> to answer. <laughs> Literally, like, 
my head was spinning. I, I, I put my mask up extra high. I was like, I had to look down to make sure I wasn't wearing anything from my like, right. job. You're like levitating by Dula Peep. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to talk about like gentrification in the neighborhoods. <laughs> and I was like, I, 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 I don't even know. Uh, luckily, they didn't use my segment. But yeah, Joe Francis, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. So... He does go, like, when he's out of jail, he ends up doing an entire, like, media circuit tour. Why was this man on the Tyra show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tyra is also problematic, as we've seen. Extremely. Extremely. And he does not change. She actually becomes more violent. By 2009, he feels like he's untouchable. There's actually security camera footage of Joe Francis being, grabbing a young woman by her hair. At the Tyra show? No, no, this is, like, post-show. Like, Wait, I'm, what was he talking about at the Tyra show? He just, like, was just out of jail, and he was like... Let me tell I my con- story. Yeah, I consider myself, like, Mandela. Like, I'm fighting for, like, what I believe in. Like, I make, you know, what I make is, like, what I make. And, like, okay. Tyra's just like... <laughs> right. Thank you for coming to but my show. But make it fashion. Yeah, right. Like, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> um, and the freaking the audience is like, yeah, just yes. eating it up, like whatever. So emotional, <laughs> like crying, <laughs> literally. And so by 2009, he's just like untouchable. He is seen on footage, like I was saying before. He's seen on security camera footage, and he's grabbing this girl by her hair and pulling her out of a club to attack her. What? And this was because she poured a drink on him. Yeah, and. Joe Francis ended up having, like I said before, when I talk about his family a little bit, mm-hmm. his family actually went as far as filing a restraining order against him. Oh, they don't uh, want anything to do with yeah. him. Yeah, and the order was granted. Dang. So, yeah. I'm going to bounce around a little bit. I'm bouncing around now because now we're at 2011. Joe Francis has two girls in a car with him going to his mansion. The girls change their mind and decide that they're going to call a cab because it's 2011, like, no Uber. No Uber. Because Uber only comes around like 2013. But I remember even when it came out. But like out, barely. Yeah, I barely. I Someone, yeah. I was like, oh, how do I even call this? What is this? And so they decide to call a cab. And then one girl said she realized Joe was grabbing at her, pulling on her neck specifically. And he also ended up banging her head like against the ground. And oh he threatens gosh. the girls and tells them not to call the police. I don't know if he thought that they were calling the police before or instead of the cab or what. Somehow their cab does arrive. I don't know the whole scuffle. But the girls end up going to the hospital. Joe Francis denies this happening. And the city decided to go forward and file charges against him. So other women end up coming forward to show that this was a pattern, that he would grab women by the back of their head or in their necks and slam them against like a wall or a ground or a table. So here's where shit gets even more insane than it already did, like is. The Girls Gone Wild franchise by this time is, it's like 2010, 2011. And they decide to have a Girls Gone Wild search for the hottest girl in America, like competition. So problematic. You look. It was rumored to be his way, like Joe's way of meeting a partner. Like, oh, the prize God. is that would be with him. Yeah. Yeah, what a prize. And it was kind of clear that, like, Girls Gone Wild was starting to come to an end. Do you, like, remember, like, how, like, like the shift into, like, streaming services? Yeah. Like, I feel like I started using streaming services for real around, like, 2000, like, like 11, 2012. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, which is ironic, because, like, this is kind of when this thing comes to be. And, actually, yeah, I remember, like, vintage Netflix. Yeah, like, I never used, Their like... urban sections where they used to go, go, go. Really? Yeah. Oh, I just, like, I never used Netflix, like, DVD service. I only use them, like, streaming. But I remember, like, no, yeah. doing that, yeah, in, like, 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. And so... Basically, like, people weren't buying as many DVDs and as streaming services became popular. Also, I feel like humanity started to change a little bit. Like, I feel like those videos kind of got, like... Because think about when we first saw them when we were kids and then think about them in, like, 2012. Like, I feel like times began to kind of change. Well, I feel like you just got access to them for free online. Yeah. But I also feel like it was like, this is weird. Like, I don't know. The shtick is is only going to be okay for so long people like this is actually kind of like fucking weird i don't know these girls i feel like now it'd be strange to have those commercials like i mean obviously now now, oh right yeah now it would never fly so um joe francis ends up meeting abby wilson and the two of them fall in love she is 25 to his 40 And Joe's finances at this point were all over the place. In 2012, Joe and the owner of the Wynn Casinos. Do you know, like, have you heard of the Wynn Casinos? I don't think so. They're, like, they're in Vegas. They're huge. I mean, he's, like, the, he's one of those, like, don't fuck with the family type of people. Like, he's, like, okay. Basically, Joe was gambling and owed the house $2 million. And, uh, yeah. And so, Mr. Wynn is, like... I just don't get how you can, like, owe the house $2 million. Like, they, you can go to the casino and leave, like, in debt. Like, I just didn't know that was, like, how that works. <laughs> I feel like it also depends. I feel like it's, like, I I feel like it's, like, they're going to get as much money out of you as they can. You know? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. And so, Joe, and I also feel like they're printing money. So, I feel like, like yeah, you may owe me, but, like, I don't really need this money. Right. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, you must have to have a certain VIP wristband. Like, yeah. they're not letting anyone just. Oh, for like, sure. And leave. I'm sure with him, they were like, oh, yeah, Joe fucking Francis. Right. He's good he, for it. Yeah. So, Joe responds to this by saying basically that he was in fear of his life because apparently Mr. Steve Wynn had emailed Quincy Jones saying that Joe needed to watch out, basically alleging that, like, the owner. The owner of Wynn Casinos was going to, like, put a hit out on him. Why Quincy Jones? Uh, isn't this, like, the most insane, like, where is this even going? I, uh. And that's, like, another, like, pop culture Venn diagram situation. Exactly. Because that's, what's her name's dad? Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones, yeah. Yeah, exactly. but, she, but Quincy Jones is also just, like, one of the biggest, like, stars ever, producer. But it's just so random. And he's, like, and why he's so, like, entangled in, in things, yeah. And he's, like, a, lot of, a bunch of kids, too. True, he does have a lot of kids. Yeah. So, consequently, this goes to court, and I feel like if this was during the era of social media, people would be like, what am I even watching? Like, we'll sit on live and watch, like, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. We're really invested, so I would have been really into this if it wasn't just, like, just on TV. If Correct. I'm interested, and I'm right here with you. <laughs> but, basically, Quincy Jones denied the conversation ever happening, and he denies all the allegations that Joe Francis made, and the two million due to this court case escalated to twenty million that Joe owed to 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 Mr. Wynn. Yes, and, that escalated. Um, he's like also facing tax liens, lawsuits, and a failing business. So by 2013, Joe is still in court, 
And regarding the case of the of like abuse of two women, this is the one where the women they were trying to leave and they're trying to call a cab and he abuses them both. Yeah. Okay. So he was convicted of battery, false imprisonment, and intimidation of a witness. And he was sentenced to 270 days and three years of probation. He appealed the case and didn't serve one day. Mind you, he appealed the case. So keep that in mind. So Joe Francis decides at this point that he needs to leave the country. So he appeals his case and then he flees to Mexico. And it's actually interesting. He had called like the... the Listen to that, Republicans. The real criminals are... Fleeing this country. Yeah. So he calls, like, the DA, like, the I guess the district attorney or whatever. He calls, and he's like, is there a way that we can get this case thrown out? Because he's appealed it, like, whatever, and he gets out for temporarily out. And they're like, no, we're going to we're gonna see this to the fullest extent. And so... so Good. And they kind Justice. of believe that he leaves for Mexico that day. Like, they believe that, like, he was, like, on some, like, either they let me out. And he has no money. He has, so he has... Or he has money, he just is in debt to the casino. Right, and here's the thing. He has money tied in this enormous resort that he built called Casa Amara. What does that remind you of? Casa, Casa Amor. Amor. <laughs> and so, Hi, boy. <laughs> and so you rent it out for about 30 k a night. People like Demi Moore, Jennifer Aniston, the Kardashians have stayed there. Mario Lopez got married there. Yikes. Where is this? Uh, also, it's, it's in Mexico. Okay. And it's like this, like, it's like a mini resort. It's it's stunning. Is it like a resort or is it just like one house? Like It's like a resort. It's oh, like okay. A, so I mean, it's, like not as, it's not as big as like, like not where like we've gone to right. vacation. But it's, but it is like a, it's huge. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Casa Mar was the only asset with revenue. So he goes there with his wife and ends up having two daughters through IVF. Now, the in reason, Mexico, yeah, and the reason he has these daughters, so he can get citizenship. Let, well, actually, he chooses to do IVF, I should say, so that he could have daughters. Like he, he decides to have IVF so he could choose the gender, so he could be like, oh, I support women. Like, I don't know what the fuck he wanted to do that for. I think something way more sinister. Why are you choosing to have two daughters? That's weird. You own girls. What is happening? Mm. Yeah. And so he's basically living like this dream life in Mexico at this point. And by 2019, he is still living in Mexico and in this estate. And by 2020, this infamous video comes out of he and Abby fighting. Basically, he's going off on her. I'm going to play it here. That's the wife? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna... You're scaring me. Everybody's You're scaring me. So Joe spent 73 days in jail for this. The charges were dropped on the condition that he goes to therapy. Abby got a restraining order and then she went into hiding. And like she's never been heard from. Like she and her kids. 
No one knows where the she is. The kids, too. Are... Mm-hmm. She takes the kids, too. He cannot go back to America, or he would be arrested for numerous reasons. Of course. And he lives in Mexico, and he's, like, known as, like, this angry old man. He's basically kind of, like, a ghost. Has he been seen in Mexico, or do they ever, like... Yeah. Does they ever, like, do interviews? Like, I feel like he would, like, call into TMZ just for clout. No, not necessarily. He he either is out and, like, will be, have a good time and you know, be drinking with, like, like I guess, like, local people there, tourists or whatever. And then just snap. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, or you won't see him at all. He's a misdemeanor fugitive, and he's a Mexican resident, so he's basically in limbo. So I don't. So they can't like extradite him or anything, or I guess they can because it's because it's a misdemeanor crime Mm. for at least for the one that he's like that's out on appeal. But that doesn't mean that people don't have a whole bunch of other cases. I mean, cases that they're building up against him. And also now by this time, right, like his his uh, reputation is like to shit because now it's come out of like what the fuck Girls Gone Wild even is. Right. right? Everything. And it's actually interesting because you can like see his Instagram. Actually, I wonder if I talk. (laughs) It's like creepy. Like his Instagram is basically a shrine of like the Kardashians and like past photos of him. Wait, let me see. Let's see. That's just so crazy. I know. The craziest part about it is like his last post was like, his last post was in was, is it a verified almost account? less less than a month ago? Yeah, this is him. Is it verified? It's um, not verified. No, oh, okay. it's not verified. But How many followers. He has almost a million followers. Wow. Yeah, but but his last two photos are like missing photos of like his 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 daughter children. Like he made a he made a flyer for. Wow, that's just sick. This man is deranged. Yeah. I mean, and then, like, you can kind of see the downfall because, like, I think, like, in 2021 is, like, his last current picture from, like, when people, I guess people were going to go visit him, Mario Lopez. But then eventually it kind of stops, so. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And so, basically, you know, Joe Francis lives in this huge mansion estate in what I can only hope is his own personal hell. Oh, I doubt it. That's not how those things work, unfortunately. Well. But I would like, I would love to talk about, like, the Girls Gone Wild pipeline to, like, the sex tape industry, like, celebrity sex tape industry. And, like, I feel like just that, like, precedent of, like, these average-looking, like, everyday girls, like, Mm -hmm. having, like sexual interactions on just like a regular like camera whatever like not highly produced like porn that people were used to seeing before was like so popular which like made way for like the kim kardashian and the paris hilton's and the what's her name pamela anderson's and like that made that like whole industry like thrive and be exciting and something people were like Yeah, I think it's twofold. The first, I think, is during that time, America got off on scandal. So it was more so like the scandal behind this like really homemade looking tape. So it was the idea that it was leaked because it was, this looks so homemade and private. private, yeah. But I will also say that nowadays, I think that like, that home, like, like, like your OnlyFans, it just seems more personal and it right. seems more obtainable and attainable. Right. So it seems like it's like, okay, if I'm watching this, I could almost, 
I could almost be a partner of yours. Definitely. Like we could almost, I, I could have sex with you because it, you're so close, even though you're not. Right. And it, and it feels more real because the production we know now, especially because as meta as it is, like reality TV is way more. We get to see the behind the scenes, so we see the cameraman now. Yeah. It's like super in, so it's like okay, so I know when shit is kind of fake. Right. Everything's um, so like authentic in air quotes yeah and so this you know nowadays like having your sex tape leaked stuff it's like okay well there's a better chance of like the idea that you actually enjoyed participating in this and i or like actively made a point to like push this out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but i think nowadays like i think people who want to make money off of it it's more so about consistency and creativity because scandal doesn't have the same allure as it used to because back then you didn't really have cancel culture no one no one sat right. there and really gave anyone really a hard time and Rachel didn't make much money off of it but no one vilified him to a degree whereas now here you're way more canceled way easier so you either have to be a, already have a fa- like a fame to you to make money off of it or you have to be really consistent and it's hard to be either this is crazy yep this is crazy and that is the case of Joe Francis and the Girls Gone Wild franchise. Thank you for sharing. This is like so intense. I knew nothing about this. Yeah, no, it was a lot. It put me. It, it took me to a very weird place as I researched this case because it was just like what? I was so right. angry. I, hope I you were in incognito mode for all of this. Research. Oh gosh, I know. I was like, I hope no one like thinks I'm like a fan of this because absolutely not. We are at the end of the show. Usually, this is the point where I do a true crime fact, but I'm not gonna do one tonight. I just think we have a lot. Go watch a Christmas movie or a holiday movie. Yes, please. After listening to this, do you want to share any of your socials, though, Camille? I am at underscore O Camille on pretty much everything. Yeah. I am at Ivana Estelle True Crime on TikTok and on Instagram. And if you want to follow my personal page, that's at Ivana Estelle. I also am at IvanaEstelle.com for all these sources. There will be photos this week, but it is going to be pictures of like Joe Francis and his wife. I'm not going to share any footage of any of any of the films like at all. I just... I just can't do that, obviously. And you also can follow me at True Crime Storytime with Yvonne Estelle on Facebook. Facebook, throwback. Hello. So thank you so much for joining me. Safe journey. Keep walking in the light with love. Ivana Estelle.